0: Welcome to Spider Man and his amazing fans. I'm Brian. I'm Jason. Today's episode: The Crime of All Centuries.
1: Here we go. Penultimate episode of season number one, Brian, of the yes. Amazing Friends, which uh, which marks the. Uh, well, no, actually, I think. Guess next week mm-hmm. will mark the Will be, of- we'll be the and will mark the greater than halfway point of the season. Right. This is exactly halfway.
0: Twelve. Right in the middle. Episodes. Right. There's twenty-four well, episodes altogether, right? Right. And again, halfway through, at least according to Disney Plus, because this
1: (laughs) we should this we should verify this was
0: this was second to air originally aired as episode two, September 19th of 1981. Correct. And the one that we watched just last week was end of November 1981. Also correct. Mm hmm. Very, very strange. Uh, I need to get the, Bob Iger on the phone and, and figure out why they yeah, did this.
1: Yeah, you know, he's been real hard to get in touch with since the pandemic. He has returned
0: one of my phone calls. Yeah. How about you, Jason?
1: Yeah, not, I mean, definitely not, not since last year. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, now that I think about it, I didn't try calling him before last year. So you're right. Mm, yeah. You're right. Never, never <laughs> has called me back.
0: Um, he's got
1: stuff going on.
0: But I'd I like guess. to know. I guess I, you would think this would be like top of mind. This would be like right the biggest priority for him.
1: Random sidebar uh, related to this. Uh,
0: yeah, that was my nickname in high school. Random sidebar.
1: Uh, so I was watching. I've been watching some Night Court reruns lately. Oh, okay, <clears throat>
0: that is random already. Right, right.
1: <laughs> um. So well, because I noticed Night Court is like airs on one of the. You know how the like these days. O- the the like the sub the sub channels on all your over the air digitals the
0: .2s the .3s yeah they put on a bunch yeah. of
1: crazy old crap that like no no network wants the rights to anymore right, right. so it just gets like there you you can watch uh you know old uh, uh 50s, 60s tv and stuff like that and there's Johnny some Carson.
0: Y- mm-hmm. whatever
1: and there's yeah. uh there's some channel that carries night court regularly and i noticed it just in the guide and i was like oh i'm going to start recording every episode of night court cuz i haven't seen that in forever
0: and are you watching them like in order season 1 episode 1 did you start well, with
1: well i mean you know obviously cuz cuz we live in the future now so the the dvr my plex dvr just kind of you know it, it catalogs them all and and matches them up in a database so it puts them all in order regardless nice. of how they air you know so nice. so yeah. and it yeah. just whatever yeah so i am kind of watching them uh, sequentially okay. but it, you don't have to watch them in order there's nothing there's really no rhyme right. or reason to it it's right, old right. school uh sitcom, episodic right right and um uh sidebar on the sidebar <coughs> boy there is some real real severe like sexual predator kind of vibes coming off of john larry
0: character to and, uh to marky post right oh yes or, yes, or yes every, and I,
1: any anyone with a vagina
0: Really, I mean it's, it's. But at the, in, at the he, time, we we're probably like, oh, he's a real, he's a real stud. He's a real, you know, he's a he, real ladies. He's man, a ladies Jason. man. In, right. Yeah. In the
1: future, it's abhorrent. It's really, it's, it's awful. Um right. it, it, Yeah. And oh, there was an episode. This is a the sidebar to the sidebar to the sidebar. There was an episode lost in the sidebars at this point. There was an episode <laughs> where Michael Gross, the dad from Family oh, Ties, from Family
0: Ties. Sure. played
1: her boss who Uh was even worse than dan fielding like he was overtly like it it was a little bit rapey like
0: (laughs) wow it was right
1: it was doing to a dark place especially for for the dad from family ties
0: yeah it was quite a departure for him exactly that he's not getting typecast in these parts Mm -hmm. i Mm -hmm. i was i thought you were going to say and i should ask you what do you find more offensive the um the misogyny and sexism of John Larriquette's character or the magic of Harry Anderson. <laughs> Cause that's on full display too. Right. It really is. It really right. is. They, they really hit us over the head with that. Like over and over, like don't forget this uh-huh. guy comes from magic. <laughs> His background is magic. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> <laughs> don't forget. Don't forget. It's yeah, magic. Every, everything he was in, including the, um, the late eighties, uh, adaptation of Stephen King's novel, it mm-hmm. with Tim Curry. There's a scene where he's doing a, you know, a sleight of hand or something. Uh, Was this your card, Pennywise? (laughs) Right. Obviously. (laughs) Right. 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 Um, So, So you're saying it doesn't hold up.
1: Well, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's one of those things where like to you and me, it's like, we can, we're able to compartmentalize and put, you know, put things in the context that we lived through, you know, and I can still enjoy watching it, but it's like but you know, future Jason goes, Oh man, this is stuff that wouldn't be on TV anymore. Right. Um, right. I wonder if it's one
0: of those shows that'll get a reboot and they'll adjust for some of those things. Yikes.
1: I don't, I don't think rebooting Night Court is a good idea. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Not Shots gonna fired, lie. ladies
0: and gentlemen. Jason yeah. went there. He is taking a stand on this night court reboot issue. <laughs> He's not afraid to draw a line in the sand, folks. <laughs>
1: oh. another episode I saw recently. Uh, Brandon Tartikoff, who was the who was like chair of the, NBC, right? The the yeah, like the the head of programming for NBC or whatever at the at the time. Sure. He has a cameo in one episode where the a uh, a uh, uh, a couple. Um uh, is, uh, fighting over like their, their Nielsen, uh, uh, box or something like that. Okay. And, um, anyway, it was just, it was weird to see, you know, like, that's another thing you would never see on TV now is, um,
0: right, right. Kathleen know, Kennedy showing up in Mandalorian or something. No, it's not going to happen. It's not going <laughs> to happen. And
1: yeah, uh, Bob Iger is not going to be in Spider-Man far from, or, uh, uh, no way home. Sp-
0: Yeah, no way home. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I think that's a safe. That's a safe bet. I I know Brandon Tartikoff as a um, household name. Sidebar, sidebar, Mm -hmm. sidebar Mm -hmm. off of the sidebar. Right. Because he also showed up in a I'll say it a classic, very special episode of Saved by the Bell.
1: Ah, Okay. Okay. About Mm -hmm.
0: about drug abuse. So, right, right. Yeah. Well,
1: I am so excited, uh, and I just, no, can't, you just hide can't hide. hide. Um, you know, I,
0: I, I, I was a little bit concerned that this was all just a deep fake for you to get me to try to do an after we're done with Spider Man, a Night Court episode <laughs> by episode <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and I would, I'm sure I'd there like already I'm, is one. There has I'm to sure. already be one, right? Yeah, right, right. Oh balls! Yeah, too funny.
1: Yeah. Uh, anyway. The the whole point of this diatribe is that these episodes are not in order, Brian.
0: Uh, okay. that, <laughs> That's the lesson to take away here about Night Court. Yeah, are,
1: <laughs> these episodes were out of order on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so we've got the the crime of all centuries with uh, Craven, the hunter, the hunter, and right.
0: um, and it does tie in with what we we're talking about because this is. Arguably the most misogynistic episode of Spidey and his Amazing Friends so far. So
1: far, yeah, yeah, it yeah, really is. John, La- really
0: John Larroquette could play Craven the Hunter, I think. Easily, <laughs> easily,
1: yeah, yeah. So the, I mean, the 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 quick and dirty of it is Craven. Uh, he's been you know hunting in the Savage Land. He's collected some dinosaur eggs, and sure. he's going to he, he's devising a plan to get Firestar. And her mutant heat power mm-hmm. to help him to hatch those eggs, and then once he has those dinosaurs, he's going to have a uh, what he refers to as a dinosaur army to right. take over New York. Right. Yes. And that's it. And that's the <laughs> and plan. This that plan. That's the plan. Right.
0: Yeah. And I'm st- and and you've watched this episode twice. Maybe things Correct. make more sense to you than they do to me. But I don't understand the plan. the The only thing I could come up with was. If dinosaurs run the city, then I can, I can hold New York City hostage because I can be the only one to save the city from the dinosaurs.
1: Right, right. That is. is that, that's is it,
0: that a is that an estimation? Yes, of the space that, space that's plant? accurate. So, like, okay,
1: yeah. It, uh, I agree with you that it's extremely confusing and the the plan is so convoluted. Yeah. But on a second viewing, when you're taking where you're taking meticulous notes, you can put all the, you can tie all the strings together. Like everything, everything makes sense. It's just that it's a real Rube Goldberg machine uh,
0: okay. of <laughs> uh, of a plan
1: for a villain. It's not there's nothing straightforward about it because he doesn't
0: equal B, B doesn't equal C. It's, no. it's A equals X and then Q. Mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. It, uh, it was very confusing and and i my understanding when i first started watching this and i've only again watched it once mm-hmm. was that the whole reason that he wanted firestar was because she was the the most powerful source of heat and that's not like just that she's sexy like she literally emits a lot of heat because right, her right. name is firestar mm-hmm. star and she was going to do something with the ruby and he needed the ruby. So explain to me the ruby, okay. Firestar, star, and how that ties into the dinosaurs.
1: So he has this <laughs> machine. He's he's created this machine mm-hmm. that is uh, that uh, can uh, to use a Simpsons term, another Disney property, by the way, yes. uh, it, to embigify the the dinosaurs and hatch the eggs. Oh right, right, right. Yep. However, he needs he needs the ruby. In order to focus the laser, that's going to
0: do the embiggening, so he doesn't bigify everything. He can he can pinpoint the bigifying. Mm -hmm. Okay,
1: and he needs Firestar to power the laser. Okay, he needs her power shot through the ruby into the egg.
0: But that's not. But his end plan is not to get the ruby. The end plan. Is the dinosaurs to run amok? Right, right, right. He, yeah,
1: yeah. What the, the ruby, the ruby is like step twelve out of two (laughs) hundred (laughs) thousand.
0: Right, but the focus on this episode, at least in the first viewing, is on that step (laughs) twelve. Like it's 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 ruby centric.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It's also. I mean, it's it's. I don't know. They spend a he spends a lot of time too, like in this pursuit of Firestar, and um, you know, trying to get her help. It's yeah. It's the whole thing is really. I I can't think of a better word than convoluted. It's all. It's a big mess. It's right, a big. It's right. a big mess. That it actually, I was actually a little disappointed even that it does all make sense because <laughs> that's the thing because too. I was right. Like I was like oh. If it was just stupid, we could make fun of that. You know, like we've been down that road before, but we I have to I have to give you that caveat all the way through here. Ultimately it does make sense. It's just so ridiculous.
0: Well, and and not to give anything away quite yet. It's ultimately to me a very entertaining episode. I Mm -hmm. I found myself enjoying it. I Mm -hmm. I mean I don't Mm -hmm. want to give anything away, but I I I didn't dislike it. (laughs) So Yeah, yeah, I, I just think the plot took a back seat. Um, -hmm. what was in the front seat, the driver's seat, of course, was Craven because women shouldn't drive, right?
1: (laughs) I I mean, (laughs) not in, not in New York City and Spidey 81, especially. No. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, well, that's good. It's kind of, kind of taken care of, Mm -hmm. um, early in the episode, you made the mention of this in the notes too. Mm -hmm. You looked at it as just kind of a joke. I looked at it as a way to kind of string some things together in the greater good of the entire series. Rent gets mentioned quite a bit.
1: Oh, yeah, because like, Bobby can't come up with his rent.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. and uh yeah, this might have been what Jonathan Larson drew direct inspiration from for the hit Broadway musical Rent. <laughs> he was like, everybody pays rent. Everybody
1: <laughs> if, has to pay the rent.
0: Yeah. If Bobby Drake can't afford it, mm-hmm. you know, I can't afford it. No one can afford it. But yeah, I was... So I was kind of thinking maybe now it's coming together a little bit as far as you know Aunt May's financial status. Mm -hmm, Perhaps mm -hmm. you know she's able to do this because the kids are giving her rent. And and yeah, yeah, that does
1: make more sense. Yes,
0: and seems like they each pay their own rent. She isn't Mm -hmm. just like you kids just give me you know fifty bucks a month total. She's like no, each one of you (laughs) gives me a check every month on the first.
1: So and this is this could you know just strictly be a matter of. Uh, you know, early '80s economics versus the 40 years in the future here. Did you get the impression that fifty dollars was his was his whole share of the rent, or was he just short fifty
0: dollars? Oh, um, oh, I don't know. What do, I just what do you thought think? Was, I thought he was short fifty. Like he had some. That was my understanding. That, Did you that's think he how it, had none? That's how
1: it sounded to me too.
0: Okay, but okay. I.
1: But now, the, you know, I'm thinking this through again. Like, what if the total that she's charging to the three kids is 150 dollars? Yeah, I which don't is know. reasonable I mean, I don't know.
0: because, you know, as far as she knows, they just share a bedroom. She doesn't know about the spider cave, so that's actually <laughs> in 1981. That's mm-hmm. pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm. That's the size of a you know oh, a studio man. apartment in New York City in '81. Goodness, probably a lot less expensive. Yeah.
1: <sighs> What, while we're on that topic, uh, what did you think? Uh, I I said in my notes, I felt like they they were really channeling some Alfred Pennyworth when they when they came into that scene where the three kids are basically like sitting around in their lair talking about Craven and Aunt May's over here, you know, with a feather duster, uh, yeah. by the by the fireplace, you know, yes. and they're like Aunt May it's just. Uh, if you can get me a drink after you're done dusting, I mean, they didn't actually say that, but I was just, it wouldn't have shocked me. It, it right, had right. that, it had a real, uh, it, it had a really, uh, a real, uh, uh, sort of, uh, a, a, a servitude. servant servitude vibe. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. And she's such a sweet old lady that she would have gotten them a drink. Obviously. She Obviously. would have said, do you want ice? Mm-hmm. She's yep.
1: that nice. She would, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, so. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, it, good to know that uh, she's getting some money out of those kids uh, somehow. Um, you know, she's—it's probably also a rent-controlled place. Like I'm sure she's been the, living there since before the war, uh, right? Like, I mean, it since
0: probably the second like Second World War, yeah, that, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. like
1: it was probably like Depression era. She's been living in this place, right?
0: Sure, mm-hmm. uh-huh. I could see that. And yeah, so mm-hmm. I, and I don't even know if it's if it's renter when uh, Uncle Ben passed she fell into an inheritance and was able to just pay it off. Could be, could be. Yeah. But still only, only baloney for dinner. (laughs) And when she charges rent.
1: Right. Right. (laughs) They should really, they should have a real estate focused episode of this show just to get some of these unanswered questions addressed.
0: Yeah, I I have a feeling we'll never know. (laughs) Probably won't. Probably
1: won't. Um, This episode uh, initially opens up on a, a scene of a large dinosaur like creature, uh, mm-hmm. with with large spikes uh attacking a city and uh laying waste and there's helicopters and fighter jets and uh, w- uh women screaming and it turns out it's a movie it's like it's a it's not godzilla it's called like what was it called dinosaur uh, uh, uh yeah,
0: dino hunter like Dino hunter di- or something
1: yeah yeah, something like, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah
0: but they did a good job making it look like this is what was happening in reality when it was right, really right mm-hmm. i'm assuming peter and, and angelica on a date I'm assuming. Yeah,
1: I guess. Right? Watching they they were they were the two who were, who were there, mm-hmm. and and yet mm, she's really into Craven. She what did you make of all? What did you make of oh. all her being so into this guy? Well, who, I, I'm yeah. Go ahead.
0: Outside of the movie theater, in the very first scene, we get some exposition about who Craven is, and and you know how um, Peter Parker basically says he's no good, stay away from him, mm-hmm. he's a bad guy. She seems okay with it, but as soon as she meets him and she sees the level of his, is it macho ness, uh, <laughs> my Ma-
1: machosity, Ma- machosity. Yeah. I think it's machosity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: It, it, or, or it could be machismo. <laughs> I don't know. I've never had this, this specific trait. I've never, so I, never had to worry about it. Yeah. No, it's never been something that's really come up in conversation <laughs> as far as Brian is concerned. Um, but as soon as she sees the amount of macho that exists within Craven, mm-hmm. all of that Peter tells her is out the window. And that, yeah. to me, is is the most problematic thing in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, is, mm-hmm. is, is, there's no real explanation as to why she's okay with him, except for the fact that he's macho. And macho right, is right. De- defined by size and hair. <laughs> size and hair,
1: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: is that how you felt about all this, too?
1: Yeah, yeah. I just I didn't get it. Like, and I guess the one of the ways you could possibly contextualize it is if you threw this back to where it actually belongs in the run of the show, like it where it should be the second episode, and we don't sure. we don't have the all the characters that well established yet. Okay. Um, you know, so I don't know, maybe that it could be. You know, part of just kind of getting their footing with with the with Firestar in general, um, you know, and, and then and then I was also trying to think too, like I the, like on the second viewing, I was watching really carefully to see if there was some notion, any notion whatsoever of Craven not being a bad guy, you know, or like or like, right. like the he, world he at large. Yeah, yeah, and right, I I didn't see anything. I mean, he seems like a he seems like a real tool a one-dimensional villain
0: yeah yeah not a not a misunderstood bad boy he's not like a james dean type where she you know someone just has got to get through right you know yeah he's just a bad guy
1: (laughs) exactly exactly and um so no it was it was really confusing to me and um i yeah just paints paints firestar in a bad light one thing i will say i I mean she didn't you mentioned the the bad boy uh sort of uh uh, motif, the
0: project, the fixer. Yeah, right, right.
1: We don't get any of that because as soon as she realizes he stole that ruby, she's like, "Nope, the uh, Peter was right. This is a bad guy." She tries to stop him after he right. steals the ruby. Right, um, right.
0: But I still think that she thinks he's very macho. Hmm. Like mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. macho level did not.
1: Oh go yeah, down. yeah. The macho level didn't diminish whatsoever. I mentioned uh, <laughs> as we were preparing for this, you know, try, again trying to think of where this uh machosity <laughs> obsession comes from
0: it's the village people right That's their song. that's the machosity got to be a mucho machosity <laughs> you've got to have the machosity
1: well i'm looking at craven you know and and i'm looking at him in 1981 I, and i i feel like you can't help but see uh, like uh, Burt Reynolds from Smokey and the Bandit, or Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. in mm-hmm. his in his Ferrari and Magnum PI. You know, yeah. it's like very, very much the same thing. Which at the time was, I mean, that was like that was a sexy man,
0: right? Right, right. Yeah, the the mustache and the open shirt with the hairy and chest. And the hair, like, yeah, 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 and the and the curly hair. Yeah, and, that was mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. defined eighties. Good looks and right. some people in in the town that i live in right now jason never got away they never bad.
1: that that's where they stopped they were like <laughs> that's, that's, they were like that's it ni-
0: 1983 it worked then it works in 2021 <laughs> so what some looks are timeless
1: i was gonna say when do you think that that changed like just you know, for for average uh, America, like when did chest hair go out? Was it because this was 1981? Oh. It was definitely in. Was it yeah. out by like 1988?
0: It. it I would I, say late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then and I would say mustaches went away even sooner. But now they're kind of yeah. making a comeback in like the hipster. World. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We but, should uh, we should get
1: a hipster on and see if the body
0: hair is back too. Like okay. to, like
1: if that's a, you know if that's a sexy thing for,
0: uh, well, if know. it's, if, if it's part of the dad bod thing, if that's like in the Ugh. same department, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I yeah. this yeah. is, this is the sound of two men very out of touch with hipness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ta- that's for sure. Talking about a cartoon. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think the curly hair, the chest hair lasted a little bit longer possibly than the mustache. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. I that think the mustache, right. I think the mustache became passe. like, mid to late 80s mm-hmm. that sounds about unless right. you're unless i mean dads get a pass dads get a pass always but like da- dads for, don't count yeah right yeah. for the ma- for the macho set mm-hmm. <laughs> they had moved on to something else by the late 80s for that
1: macho set
0: for the macho demographic as you if you will two words that should never be in the same sentence <laughs> Oh,
1: it it, it, to seriously uh, drive the point home, though, like I could see them, the the, them being the sort of amorphous uh, creative minds behind the show, you know, looking at uh, looking at uh, Craven and looking at a young girl like Angelica Jones, a.k.a. Firestar and sort of giving her. A, uh, a, a, a sort of a, an attraction to what at the time was just conventional hot guy, Hotness. right? Right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. It would be
0: the it would be the equivalent of someone who looks like um, Chrissy from Three's Company, showing up on Spidey eighty one or the yes. the series, and and then mm-hmm. Peter Parker and Bobby going crazy for it, just like well, kind of like because, the the
1: android from the Hulk episode, right?
0: Oh what yes, was a, exactly. uh, what was it? Honey Dove. Honey Dove, Honey Dove. Sorry, mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah, Don't forget to do the hourglass motion, Honey Dove, and, and the other one, the other guy, <laughs> <laughs> the the movie stars. Right? It's just like a cookie cutter. This is what is hot. Yeah, kind yeah. of look. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I I think it was just coincidental uh, that Craven, because Craven has always looked this way. Like this is this is the look of Craven, right? Yes. I mean, I know, mm-hmm. I know. Obviously, in the in the future, uh, he changed, but like this is a pretty again. Uh, just, just in terms of what was drawn, what uh, appears on the show. Right. Pretty c- classic Craven look.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. but he sounds different. And you made notes that he sounded similar. To me, his his um, register was higher on the scale than the Craven the Hunter voice we got in Spidey 81. But you okay. didn't think
1: so? Okay, I don't know. To me, they sounded very similar. And it could be that I've just seen this episode a few times, maybe. I don't, okay. I don't know for sure. Um, but... Uh, it's or or maybe it was just like the dialogue that they wrote for him just oh, sounded so
0: similar similar right. to me like
1: the they in both that the last series and in this one they seemed to give craven a lot of dialogue that was explaining what he was doing and how he has powers and stuff like that you know he did mm-hmm. he, he did a lot of talking about how oh now i'm gonna drink my jungle juice and get the strength of 10 gorillas you know or like <laughs> yes. oh my freeze potion will stop anything that is hot right. or, you know or whatever. right right yeah this mm-hmm.
0: bamboo net will give me super strength yeah right yeah yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah but it, but in, in any case he's got a he he does have a distinct sounding. You you thought that it, his his voice should have been uh, a, a little bit lower, a little bit lower. Gotcha.
0: Right, yeah. right, right. But they animated him well. And I, I again, I know I'm talking about like you know making on hip references here. Google it, kids. Frank Zappa. I still say <laughs> the mustache with the soul patch, the slick back black hair it's 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 the whole thing it's the whole thing right there jason do you know who frank zappa is yeah yeah okay all right yeah all right Mm -hmm. my wife does not that's fair that's fair i know i I mean why would she yeah that's she has no reason to
1: no reason um (laughs) (laughs) we we're we're kind of jumping around the the timeline of the episode but who cares really i mean it's uh (laughs) we um we get craven's uh a plan early in the episode oh mm-hmm. there, do you want to talk about that bank heist at the very beginning there's with the with or the not brooklyn a bank asked, heist the uh the, the, the movie theater the, heist. yeah the the theater hold up or whatever yeah
0: yeah at the very beginning people with brooklyn accents i said that was frank welker doing flash thompson on steroids pretty much <laughs> i mean hey, pretty much. the bad guys here okay. uh, like that give us
1: give us some money for our favorite charity us <laughs>
0: <laughs> and i mean i'd give him a few bucks just for that witty joke <laughs> thrown up my like, shekels for the But win. Like of course yeah.
1: it's a motorcycle gang, right? And Of course. Yeah. And of course they're from Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And it, and really they that was uh I mean it was a it was a cute little scene because what it what happened was uh if you if you think about it, uh Spidey and Firestar had no problem breaking up that uh that group at all and getting right. the it, stopping them in time for the cops to show up. Right. And it was it and so it almost served as like a like a you know a little humorous uh sidebar that like oh see they can be working and also having a conversation because they were like when they when they said oh we got to break up this this thing they were talking about Craven uh and yep. and and what he was going to you know this exhibit he was going to put on. And then mm-hmm. they get to the end of it, and she's like, "Yeah, so Craven, <laughs> you know, we were just talking about that."
0: What were, yeah, I, yeah, I put that in my notes. Like, okay, enough of that. Back to the exposition, right? <laughs> right. So it was. It was. Uh, that was kind of.
1: That was kind of a funny uh, uh, throw-in thing there. We right after that though, we get Craven's explanation of his plan, and then uh, uh, there. So there's going to be he he's doing some sort of exhibit of animals that he has uh, prehistoric animals that he has captured in the savage land. He's bringing them to New York and showing them at this museum.
0: Yep. And explain Uh, to me again, why Peter knows he's a bad guy because he's using nefarious means to get these animals here. Is that his, his beef? So
1: it's really, I, that's another thing that on second viewing, I was hoping to see, and I didn't, I didn't get it. it. There's not a real clear indication of what Peter thinks makes him bad. Other than he's bad, other than one line that he has during the uh, during the show uh, at the museum Uh, and when he when Firestar is sort of confronting both him and Bobby about why they don't like Craven. And she's like, I love this guy. I think he's super macho and awesome. What's your problem with Craven? And because up to (laughs) to this point, up to this point, Bobby's chief complaint was he smells.
0: Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah,
1: he was like he smells like a rhino- rhinoceros, and uh, yeah.
0: that's he has hippopotamus breath. He says that later too. Hippopotamus breath.
1: Yes, <laughs> and that's actually uh, a pretty good insult.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Peter says anyone that obsessed with hunting is bad news. Oh, that's
0: what it is. He, he doesn't and, care for hunting. Okay.
1: Yeah, and and you know, I mean, we're you and I both are, are from the state of Wisconsin, which has has a rich and and uh extensive uh hunting tradition regardless yep. of whether or not you hunt yourself you probably know people who do it Absolutely. and so and so just the activity of hunting in and of itself is is not
0: offensive no no uh, is it is it because he hunts like less like endangered species
1: see they see if they had said something like that that would yeah. that would ring as
0: as uh a little bit of motive to call him yeah, a bad
1: guy that would that would make some sense to me right but uh but no he's just like oh, he really likes hunting so th- there's no way he's a good guy
0: <laughs> right and uh, i don't know it's suddenly like, suddenly peter is you know a member of PETA. right right <laughs> never never mentioned before or PETA, since
1: PETA's in PETA.
0: <laughs> hey PETA, go join PETA. <laughs> a terrible dad maybe joke. because it, 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 yeah you're right we, mm-hmm. we don't have the dad bods or the dad macho level but we got the dad jokes folks um <laughs> I was going to say, oh, maybe because Peter Parker is Spider-Man, he really cares for animals and believes yeah. they all should be treated, you know, equally or something. It, I don't know. It could be. That's, could a, be. that's a strategy. I wish, it would, mm-hmm. I wish it would have been explained better. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, when when Craven first gets to town before the exhibit is when they they get into a uh, accident, in air quotes, with their truck releasing a, a pterodactyl uh, which uh, which pulls Firestar and Iceman into the fold because they are the ones who have to stop this uh, creature who escapes from a, a cage, and I just thought it was the, the whatever. That's just you know what what they use right. to to make that happen. But what I thought was really funny about that scene was at the end where like they literally wrapped the. Their truck around a, a street lamp, like, <laughs> yes. like bashed right into it. I mean, it's it's a right. it's a mess. Completely careless. Completely
0: careless. And, and, yeah. And they, and, right. he's,
1: and he's like, well, I'll just put this cage in here. Now I'm going to back out and drive away.
0: Right, right. What, <laughs> were you raised by wolves? <laughs> you know, who taught you how to drive? <laughs> and,
1: he's, and it's like,
0: such a like savage street
1: lamp destroyed. Somebody will pick it up. It's very. Yeah. It, it's not there's, my problem. There's a there's a very sad Indian just a couple blocks up up the road, looking <laughs> right, at that so, streetlight.
0: If submariner <laughs> saw this, whoo, he'd be oh, mad, upset. <laughs> yeah, that was that was quite an entrance. I I do agree with you on that, Jason. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and I don't have many notes from the next few uh, minutes through here because I was actually kind of enjoying this year. I mm-hmm, was, mm-hmm. I, I did. I, I don't know if you missed this part or if you um, if we haven't gotten to it yet, but we did see Peter. Making webs, this might be one oh, of yeah, the very yeah. first times in our entire podcast run mm-hmm. that we've seen that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he he flips the uh his his little uh lab machines out of the wall, yep, and um <laughs> mixes up the web food. He, we, did, I, I also thought this was kind of funny just sometimes there's some weird choices that happen in this show <laughs> yeah, where he's like, yeah, I agree. he's like, all right, mixed up some web fluid. Let's test it out. Let's shoot it at the dog. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. Poor Miss Lion. Like right and in, then, her and her mouth. And and in her mouth. And she can't, and I'm like, well, that's just me. So for someone who really is anti-hunting, you should treat your dog better, mm-hmm. Peter you would think right animal, animal treatment starts at home folks
1: and he and he says to her he says to her like it's like it's her fault he's like it's not saltwater taffy miss lion well then don't right. shoot her with the web fluid man right
0: and if i know anything about dogs jason you have two they just love saltwater they taffy. Love saltwater right? taffy. <laughs> just eat it up <laughs> Milk bones and saltwater taffy, just a dog's dream that's, right there. It's, it's
1: expensive, but that's what we feed them.
0: <laughs> but not webs. That
1: would <laughs> no, be cruel. No.
0: <laughs> yeah. And and speaking of Miss Lion, she plays a pretty integral part to this episode, she's don't you a, think?
1: She's this, It's pretty, it's very Miss Lion heavy. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, it is. It mm-hmm. is to the mm-hmm. point where she goes to this um, exhibit that Craven is putting on of the of the of the dinosaurs and the things that he can do with them, and she's, to my understanding, the only animal there. I, I did not see another
1: dog anywhere.
0: But <laughs> and and this is before the age of service animals, right? So they're literally just letting them bring their pet <laughs> into this. Dog
1: this. gets a free pass all over the city. Yeah, right, right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: right. But but we learned a lot. There, there. I think Miss Lion is an onion, Jason. There's a lot of layers to her character, and <laughs> right. We learned a lot about her in this episode. I don't mm-hmm. know if you want to talk about that now or save it. Oh, go cool. for th- it. Th- mm-hmm. So she basically is is the lassie of of this um, series mm-hmm. because she's able to tell our heroes through barks that there's that there's problems that mm-hmm. someone is mm-hmm. in demise to the point where I, I literally thought one of the characters was going to say what's that Miss Lion someone <laughs> stuck in a well <laughs> because totally could have done it yeah and and I think they led her to oh yeah she led them somewhere mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and it just ended up being a pet store well, to stan's pet store stan's so she pet store mm-hmm. right right well she
1: w- she had been following craven's uh truck that had mm-hmm. that had captured firestar after because after the you know she firestar sees him with the ruby she's like bad guy and then <laughs> right. he's Macho, like but bad. and then he's like i was ready for that and he <laughs> captures her and the uh, the dog uh uh, the dog uh, is, is on the center she sees the he truck sees go it. away she and then yeah. and, and then she goes to get the guys and they're like follow that dog she's going to lead us uh, to to the to the craven in the in the interim uh, craven had said something in the truck like let's shake him off our scent we don't want him finding us too quickly and he, he pushes a button on the dash and there's some some fluid that comes out of the back of their truck to me, it you looked it like tomato sauce. It, it was like a sort of, you know, reddish orange goo that just came out of yeah. that. I don't know if that was supposed to be like oil
0: or or what. I thought it was. I thought it was supposed to be oil, but it doesn't okay. have the color of oil. I just, usually
1: when they do usually when they do they black. Uh, yeah. They usually use black for for oil
0: in, in a cartoon like this. It's black gold. Texas mm-hmm. tea.
1: Yeah. Right. It's
0: not. It's not spaghetti sauce. <laughs>
1: But that worked. That the that worked sure. to throw Ms. Lyon off of the scent, and then she said, "Well, I'm just going to go to Stan's pet store because that's where they that's where she gets dinner." So
0: is this is this Stan the man's pet store? The same Stan? It from a few episodes past.
1: I I, I don't I don't know, but it it. The the guy who do you I don't know if you got a good look at the guy who brought out the food for her. It looked a little like Stanley, but just like at at this time, maybe a little too gray for Stan or it might or or Stan might have been that gray in
0: 1981. I don't know. Did, Did he have a mustache then? Yes, he did. He did. Yeah, then it was mm-hmm. Stanley. Yeah, it had to yeah. be. I mean, mm-hmm. the anima- Let's not give the animators too much credit here. That that's you know <laughs> the yeah. one note that they could do for Stanley is oh yeah. the guy with the mustache. <laughs> yep. Besides Craven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, that was that was the thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I was. It's funny because I remember when we first started doing this series that I remember thinking I'll be okay with Miss Lyon if she is used in moderation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and since then we've seen. Kind of, I mean, Miss Lyon is never like the a plot, but she's used a little bit more than I thought she would be, mm-hmm, and she mm-hmm. and she doesn't annoy me. Maybe it's because I've just kind of leaned into it and said, well, she's there for the kids. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. Is, is that how you feel about Miss Ly- Miss Lyon? Yeah, I
1: guess so. You know, and I'll tell you what, uh, just to uh, close out what uh, what she does in this episode, because she. Uh, you know, she stays with them all the way through to the end. So, like, when we're at the climax of this episode and they're having their fight with Craven and his newly hatched dinosaurs, like right at the at the tail end, she is on the ground there barking at the Tyrannosaurus Rex. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? That's a ballsy dog. That's a yeah. She's uh she's, she's a, got she's balls. A, she's yeah. a uh scrappy little uh uh, uh animal. Um, yeah. so I, I had, I had, I got a little bit more respect from Miss lion just based on that in this, uh, yeah, in this I would say so, show. Too. so
0: yeah. And it, it yeah. was kind of cute at the end with how everything went down with the T-Rex and, and miss Lyon. That was pretty cute. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I didn't hate everything with miss lion. Yeah.
1: The, the guys, uh, figure out where Craven is, uh, by looking at a magazine cover, uh, cause it, cause it, they, they, they lost, they lost the scent and the, they, they, Peter's like, yep, I know where that plane that he's photographed next to is uh, kept. Uh, <laughs> the, his 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 lair here in New York City is uh, a blimp hanger. Yes. Now this is uh, by all by all internal measurements of this structure is the largest blimp, blimp hanger in the world by a yes. by a healthy margin. Um, mm-hmm. I, I said that it, it seems like Craven went to Hogwarts because he goes into, <laughs> he goes into a hangar that looks to be, you know, let's say it, let, let's say it's like 140 by 180 feet, you know, yeah, a large, huge. a large building. Well, a inside inside that building is like at least six square miles. Like it's just gigantic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. he's got volcanoes and trap right. doors and secret caves and a whole
0: jungle, basically a whole
1: jungle. He's got he he's he's got full grown, uh, a full grown T-Rex inside this building at, at right. one point late in this episode. So
0: now, now in Spidey in Spidey 81, didn't he have a pretty good sized den? Not this big, but he had like a pretty impressive layer yeah, yeah. in that as well. Right. Yeah. In, you know, so that might the, be part of the mythos of Kraven of
1: mm-hmm. the Hunter and and i feel like in that last series the the internal dimensions didn't seem so out of whack
0: right right um, it's it's 150 by 180 aka 17 square miles mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you could fit central park inside <laughs> that hangar right
1: oh goodness um uh but they you know they they end up there um there's uh there's a good um a a couple of good scenes in this because it kind of split the fight up a little bit yeah uh with craven and i like yeah yeah i i liked the uh the way that spider-man and Iceman get stopped initially uh where they uh they basically get it was like they got like electrocuted right was that was that yeah. what we were supposed to take away That's from that my net
0: understanding too
1: yeah um and then they're all they're they're all three of them in dangling cages um mm-hmm. and um we 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 learned something about iceman while they're dangling in these cages cuz he's got iceman over uh his fake volcano with yep. hot steam coming out
0: right right do you remember what what it was we learned? No, the only thing I remember is that we saw him go into ice while he was flying, which was new.
1: Well, yeah, we we learned. So we know he can do that. We learned that when he is iced up, and you know, like like he you know, we we always oh, see that scene where he, say. you know, he he yep. he, he ices he up and then he ch- he's only got his underwear on, Brian. Yeah, <laughs> I, okay, yes. some, yeah, some to, somewhere in the process of icing up, his clothes come <laughs> off except for the underwear except for his except for his tidy whities yeah yeah because <laughs> he's briefs. in this
0: bobby drake is de-iced in the cage
1: in yeah the cage. in the cage
0: just wearing his underwear just yeah. in his underwear yeah i, I kind of forgot mm. about that i guess that would have been something i would have paid more attention to on second viewing <laughs> um but you're right has that never really been addressed before it well there there have been other times where we've noticed iceman
1: is incapacitated but he doesn't melt
0: Right. Okay. He stays, okay, so he stays icy.
1: And, and yet he's like, you know, I I can't remember what episode it was, but it was recently where there was one where he was like, oh, too much heat. And he falls over, but he's still iced up. Uh, and so I, I don't know.
0: I think we might have just created ourselves a plot hole. Mm-hmm. He gets on iced in problems like this. Does he have to go run and find where he iced himself and find his clothes? <laughs> right. Or are those, this is like this is like Firestar's purse. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Is it just gone? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he has to buy a new outfit every single time.
1: He goes to yeah. the, he goes to the Bobby Drake department store that sells that red sweater with a with a white collar with the
0: white collar and the, and the blue pants uh, right yeah 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 <laughs> and they're like will it be the usual got yourself iced again huh mr drake yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah interesting yeah that that is that is a, another wrinkle in the um, uh-huh the story of bobby drake now not to get ahead of ourselves but next mm-hmm. season which we start in two short weeks we get the origin of all three of our characters, yeah. correct? Yeah,
1: that's true. So mm-hmm. I wonder
0: if that will be explained.
1: Maybe we'll maybe we'll find out where all of his clothes are. Yeah, and yeah. Angelica's purse, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: which I feel like we should write like a fan fiction novel called Angelica's Purse, <laughs> just about Firestar. <laughs> get Sean McKeever on the phone. This is his next his next idea. <laughs> oh God, uh,
1: you're right. Though there is that cool effect because uh, so Spider-Man helps helps get. Uh, Bobby out of the cage. And yeah, there, there's that scene where he's like, he, he's like flying out of the, out of the cage down to Craven and he ices up midair, which they did. Right. They, they basically did an effect where they just, you know, um, you know, spliced an ice man and a, and a naked Bobby uh, together in a, you know, and, and uh, uh,
0: whatever transitioned it over. Um, but it was, it was cool.
1: It was, it was, it was a cool effect. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. It mm-hmm.
0: reminded me a little bit. And uh, there are, there are a few things that he does. And this was one of those things that reminded me of silver surfer mm, mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. bit. Don't get me wrong. Not as cool as silver surfer because silver surfer is really cool. Sure. Mm-hmm. But, but Iceman uh, can do those kinds of things. We still got to find a verb for when he's throwing ice.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, he can he can chonk or whatever you want to call it <laughs> while he's flying. This is what chonk. we learned this <laughs> chonk. He can frost up. Ooh, there we go. He can mm-hmm. frost. Mm-hmm. He, he can get frosty. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the uh, Craven, uh, you know, convinces Firestar to uh, ultimately help him with his egg hatching plan by sure. threatening uh by threatening her friends. Yep. Um They get, she gets one egg into this process before they are, they manage to escape. Yep. Uh, So they, they do have the, the T-Rex following them around. Made me think of, and again, it's just a matter of the 80s nostalgia. What was that stop motion uh, animation show with the, with the people uh, that like. With the dinosaurs? Yeah, with the dinosaurs. And there's like a. Land of the Lost. Land of the Lost. Including Sleestacks. stacks.
0: Yeah, remember the stacks? Yeah, 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 yeah. So the, they the, reminded the, you of that. The
1: Tyrannosaurus gave me a little Land of the Lost vibe. Yeah,
0: yeah. I could see that. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. The, and yeah, I think I think that's you're onto something there. It, the, the way it was animated and the way that it moved, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. It's it's threatening, but not like Jurassic Park level threatening. Right,
1: right. Yeah, yeah it was like they they hadn't there there wasn't a lot of uh, uh, science at that point that was that that pointed to. Uh, Dinosaurs doing anything except lumbering around very slowly and and, and, and roaring
0: loudly. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, <laughs> right. yes, yeah, agreed. Yeah. But they, they
1: there's also a. I mean the the fight with the dinosaur is fun. We get to see everybody you know kind of use their uh, use their powers uh, to uh, help subdue yes. him. Right. Yep. I always uh, like that. There was there's a moment where it seems like. Spidey has been snatched into the jaws of the beast. Yes. To find out, you nope, he, he stopped on his tongue and he's going to hold the jaw of the, of the T-Rex open. That was a cool move for Spider-Man, right?
0: Yeah, that was, that was, yeah, pretty bold. I liked it. He, mm-hmm. he saved the day. Yeah, that was cool. Uh,
1: and and ultimately we get uh we we sling the t-rex into a, a tar pit there's also a tar pit in this hangar yeah, yeah. um
0: I liked that right <laughs> the Labrea tar pits is what I thought of <laughs> That was the first thing that came to mind Other prehistoric animals have been that's
1: yeah. right that's right and uh a, a Craven ends up in the tar pit as well and then they they debigify the dinosaur which i i can't even imagine how that worked but um because they didn't they they could have they should have had him at least like reverse the ruby right like spin it around like maybe if we turn the ruby this way we'll be able to shrink the dinosaur i don't know
0: but right or shrink craven Mm -hmm. but but Mm -hmm. craven is craven is kind of for lack of a better term here jason kind of whiny that he's in the, the tarp it's like this is where he's like okay now i give right right right
1: there i mean i i marked it down in my notes at at 23 minutes 20 seconds so this episode is very nearly over right um he is still and and they have they've they've already put the T-Rex in the tar pit at that point yes like the dinosaur is in there all three heroes are freed everything's going their way but Craven is still wa- moving uh, to attack Spider-Man he's like ah no I'm still going to get you and then 5 seconds later they've slung him into the tar pit and he's like nope I give that's I, give. No. Tar pit. I get you and
0: yep. just not not the tar pit. No, I don't get you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and then and the he's T-Rex. very sad about it, too. He being is. in there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. think he's do you think he loses points on the macho scale at this point?
1: I think he loses a couple. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, he's got to be a macho man. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had to at some point. <laughs> I really the the most I've heard the word macho outside of this episode of Spider Man is that song. Yeah, yeah.
1: I I, I, I mean, hear I, you. I hear you. Man. Since
0: since 1983, I don't think anyone's walking around saying, "Hey, I'm macho." <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, oh. he's he yeah. He's a little less macho, and I think uh, I did like that. Miss Lyon basically got a a stuffed animal. Right, the right. T-rex. <laughs> yeah, the
1: the mini T-Rex is, oh, it suddenly has a big smile on its face and it it's, it almost seemed like it was clapping or something like oh, yes. let to play
0: with the dog. <laughs> right. Very funny. It, um, it loses its smarts when it gets smaller too. There yeah.
1: there was uh there was one last uh reference, well not one final reference, but there was a, yet another reference to the whole rent conundrum for Iceman mm-hmm. in this moment. Uh you remember that? Where no, where no, Craven like Craven is saying, No, no, don't leave me in here. I'll do anything and Iceman says, Anything? Yes, anything. Oh, can you yeah. lend me fifty dollars for the and rent? For
0: my rent. Yeah. Yeah. And and what is Craven's response to that? Uh I don't think he had one. Oh, that it cut away. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's funny, you got someone in a tar pit and they're begging for their life. You right. think <laughs> you'd ask for a little bit more than fifty dollars. <laughs> Again, at least just like cover when, you for the whole month, you know. Right, right, exactly. Or get a little bit ahead, have a few mm. months' rent advance. It's mm-hmm. kind of like when they went to Hollywood and they asked for just the, the exact, exact amount that Aunt, Aunt May needed, right? and thirty-seven cents. <laughs> that's right, not a penny more. <laughs> Literally, uh, yeah. Well, Bobby's not smart. No, no, <laughs> that's what we've we've established. No, and
1: then at the end, uh, all the uh, all the animals are getting uh, shipped back to the Savage Land where they belong. Uh, all the rent is paid, and Aunt May is like, "Bobby, you already paid the rent. I got an envelope from Peter and So we so the so the, his he was sweating the rent, yeah. But he had already apparently already paid the rent. Like, were Pete and Angelica just fucking with him the whole time about the I rent? I wonder that
0: too. Like, if they could have done it the whole time, they could have been like, "Hey, we'll spot you the money mm-hmm. instead of like waiting until the last minute." Uh-huh. Be- but it, because it was a sweet gesture, but it was almost a little bit too late. Like, uh uh-huh. uh-huh he probably lost some sleep over this. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of, that's right. kind of mean. It, it was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a little, a little weird, but yeah. Um, You know, like you said, at the end of the day, it's, it's a relatively enjoyable episode. Um, The fact that I needed to watch it twice to put all the pieces together of the plan was, was kind of annoying. And the, the other, you know, uh, sort of time capsule problems that we talked about were, yeah. were somewhat of an issue I'll give it a two and a half I give it a I give it a I give it a good try I give it a good try and I, it's it's not it wasn't offensive
0: yeah well it was offensive well yeah I mean it had <laughs> offensive content um, right it's, it's yeah. not it's not John yeah. Larroquette night court offensive but it still right. has some some problematic and I agree I, I like Yeah, I liked it enough to give it a two and a half. I was going to say three spiders, but we're in this in this like scope of what we're doing here. Three spiders is actually a pretty high mark because nothing has really gotten over like that three and a half or four mark. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I'd say two and a half because it it was fun. It was enjoyable. I you know that I'm a sucker when all the spider friends are working together to solve a a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I did like it and it was a lot of fun. But yeah, a lot of um, a lot of dated references, not references, but a lot of dated attitudes that I'm mm-hmm. glad are now mm-hmm. considered old-fashioned and they went away for the yeah, most part. for sure. For so, sure. yeah, it's hard for me to give a higher mark because of that. So, I can dig it.
1: I can dig it. Yeah. So, give it a look. Two and a half spiders. Um, yeah. Next week, uh, we've got an episode that you will not see on Disney Plus mm-hmm. uh, or in uh, syndication. We're going to be uh, watching uh, through through some ulterior means. We're going to have to find something uh, on a DVD. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna look at the quest of the Red Skull, uh, which mm-hmm. was the final episode of uh, season one. And okay. uh, uh, we we got some we got some uh, mentions of Nazis and Hitlers and uh, World War Threes. It's a it, this is a heavy episode coming up. So yeah, so there uh, could be, be problematic
0: things too, from what you're saying. Could
1: be, could be. We'll <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Um, I this is the one next week is one of the like four or five episodes of this show that I clearly remember from oh, being a okay. from when I was you a do. kid
0: like so, so they must have rerun clearly it clearly remember it yeah okay mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. Anyway. interesting so yeah do a little bit of uh, searching folks and you'll probably find it it's called the quest of the red skull is that correct yeah that's right and then we'll wrap up season one I'm All looking right. forward to that
1: me too buddy uh, good to talk to you
0: nice talking to you as always
1: thanks for listening to spider-man and his amazing fans please rate review and subscribe on apple podcast spotify or your favorite app follow us on twitter at bko radio and like the show on facebook Reach us by email, spideyfanspodcast at gmail.com. Most importantly, if you enjoyed it, share with a friend.